0: Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. Ooh, I'm super excited to, to be here to share with you guys my first official time up here on this stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, name, my name is Kevin, if you're new, and I guess I'm minister in training is what I've been, like, I've been called. So I'm um, super excited to, to be sharing with you guys today. And my topic is the power, the mysterious power of words. And my obsession with words, I think, really began when I was a kid. My grandmother in Hawaii used to play Scrabble with me when I was a kid. That was like our thing. It was like to challenge grandma. We could beat grandma at Scrabble. We were like doing something pretty special. So I just just love Scrabble. And I've loved words. I've been obsessed with words. I even play Scrabble on my computer now whenever my wife will allow me a few days on the computer to play Scrabble. You know, And I do that. So anyway... I've been obsessed with words. So to talk about words, we've got to go back to the beginning. So I'm going to talk about where the first words were actually spoken. And I'm going to, to, I think instead of just telling a story, we need a couple of volunteers. I need a guy and a girl, we're going to be actors in training or whatever, come on, you don't have to say any words, I just need a guy and a girl, come up on stage, one guy, one girl, or three guys, two guys and a girl, that could work, I guess. All right, so back in the day, come on, guy and girl. <laughs> this is a, these are cave people, all right? So back in the day of cave people, eh, no talking, you can't talk yet, they're cave people. <laughs> so back in the day, there was, there was cave guy and there was cave girl. And cave guy, you've been wandering the plains for days. You're hungry, you've got five kids back at the cave. Your husband broke his leg oh, he did. side-kicking a wooly mammoth in a hunting accident. So you guys are out of it. You're it. you got to get food. Your kids are starving. You guys are starving. It hurts, and you know what it feels like. But the cool thing is you've been going to Unity Cave down the street. <laughs> so you're a pretty evolved being as far as cave guys go, right? All right. Cave woman... All right, you guys switch places. Okay. Cave woman... I don't know why I like looking this direction. It's easier. for some right. Okay, so <laughs> cave woman... You are out on the plains, you're hunting, your partner has just been killed by a saber-toothed tiger, so you're all alone. Okay. You're sitting by the river, and actually, you're a really good hunter, so you just took down this giant beast thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're eating it, and you've got way more than you can eat, but you're just sitting there eating. It's huge. It's huge, you got, and you're just stuffing your belly, but you're sitting there going, every time I kill something, some big hairy dude comes along, <laughs> he starts sweet grunting me, you know, <laughs> and then he'll end up taking my food and I'm left with nothing, and it's not going to happen to you again. All right? Go. Wait. Props are all the thing in unity now, so here you go. Oh, oh, yeah. What do you get? Cave guy, you have no words. What are you going to do? So here's what you're going to do. He doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do. Moving in a little closer. You're going to try to grab that thing. You're going to try and scratch his eyes out. Scratch his eyes out. He's trying to take your food. He's scratching his eyes out. Scratch. Ah! She's not very vicious. I don't know why. You're scratching his eyes out. You're scratching his eyes out. Uh, uh. And all he wants to do is say, look, it's okay. I'm not going to take all your food. And he tries so hard to eke out these words. He doesn't know what to say. He wants to communicate with you. So he says, "Are ye? Luba, Say it again. Again. I love you. I love you. It works. The words worked. And the first words were spoken. Thank you, actor. Thank you. England. Sorry, Zeke. So those are. I know for a fact these were the first words spoken. <laughs> now even, the, even, the, even the, the world as we know it, if, you're, if you follow Christian religions, the world started with the Word, right? In the Bible it says the Word of God. In the beginning there was the Word and the Word was God and it was good. Or there be light. And that started the world. Just words. If you're Hindu, uh, Buddhist or Sikhist, it started with om, just like Sean shared. Om is a very holy, powerful, it's like the it's thought to be the start of all other words out there. It was this beginning of the universe. Om. And I'm not sure who was there to hear this at the beginning of the universe, but somebody heard it. It was like Mr. God and Mrs. God were like, Honey, look, the universe's first words, oh, so cute. So that started everything. So it doesn't matter what you believe, the world was started with words, right? Words are powerful. So let's talk about our words that we use on ourselves first, which starts inside. What are the words that we tell ourselves? So here's here's something really weird, I don't know why I got obsessed with this lately, but In conversation, what happens? Rachel, we're going to talk, what happens in our brains? Never mind, I'm going to answer that. So what happens is... I've got this feeling that I want to convey to you inside, right? So I've got this thought, this feeling, this desire, whatever it is, and I look in my database of words, and I come up with the right words to convey this feeling, and then I kind of alter those words based on you, maybe you speak a different language, maybe you're way more immature than me, so I've got to use simpler words, you know, this is highly possible. And I convert these words, and then I share them with you, and then you take those words, you run them through your database in your head, your database is likely very different than my database of words. So the meaning to you, when you convert that to meaning in your heart, it's likely a little different, right? And then you take that and you go, all right, now I'm going to send it back to him. And then you come up with your feelings and your words. You send it back to me and it goes back and forth, right? We all know that. That happens. That's how I communicate. So here's the weird part. Do you guys ever talk to yourselves in your head? Like, you're constantly talking to yourself in your head, Right? Why? We know what we're feeling, but somehow we take these feelings, this thing, this knowing in our hearts, and we convert it to words for us to reinterpret the words back and listen to the words. Isn't that weird? I started thinking about this. I'm like, what the heck? Why do I have to talk to myself? I can just, I know what I'm feeling. I don't need to say it to myself, right? But that's the power of words that we've evolved to use words, even when we're talking to ourselves, which is kind of strange. What's the most powerful two words? Well, it's, it's debatable, but in unity, what are the most powerful two words you can say? I am. Thank you. I am. Those are sacred, sacred words. And in fact, if you've got to go back to the Bible again, Moses asked God, i got to go tell people about you, what's your name? And God says, I am that I am or I am that I am (laughs) I'm not really sure what God sounded like and Moses is like that's a weird name but whatever you know so he takes his back and he shares this with everybody so I am is it's it's a core foundational spiritual um, affirmation of what you are as a being You're, you're divine each one of us we're divine and when we say I am we're affirming that So I want you guys to think right now, what sort of I am statements are you using every day that are not in alignment with your divinity? Do you say, I am sick? I am not very good at typing. I am not a good skier. I am lonely. Are you saying these things to yourself? Once a day, twice a day, every day, all the time, never? It's so powerful that this I am statement, this holy statement, that we sometimes abuse it and use it on ourselves to affirm that we're not divine, we're not as good. So the way to do that differently is to just take that I am statement and add some feeling to it. So I am feeling sick today. I am feeling like I'm not a great skier in this moment. Could get better. I am feeling alone at this time, but it's temporary. So you can say, I am feeling, but don't ever say, I am not good enough, not whatever. Does that make sense? I am is one of your most powerful statements. I was also, uh, you know, I've been going to these classes, these ministry classes, and one of my classes, we got this challenge that we had to go and stand in front of a mirror, which was really weird for me, and to say a prayer or an affirmation to yourself in the mirror. And for some reason, this was really hard for me. I don't know why. For some, most people, oh, I don't know how many people, how many here that's easy for you to do? Has anybody done that? So, probably less than more. <laughs> Maybe just nobody ever done it. <laughs> well, it's easy for you, Eric, of course. Cheater. Touche, my friend. <laughs> But why is it so hard? And for me, I started to think about why is it so hard to look at myself in the mirror and say these powerful affirmations and prayers? And I think, number one, I just felt silly. But really the underlying thing was that my words are powerful. And when I see myself saying these things to me, I feel like, shoot, I got to listen to myself (laughs) because my word is good. When I give my word, it means something. So if I'm telling myself in the mirror, you are this, or you're going to do this, or you're Divine. I'm like, whoa, that takes on a whole nother meaning. And it made me realize how powerful it was to put words to my thoughts. Like I could sit and pray and whatever in my head and tell myself I'm divine all day, no problem. But when I put the words out there and actually say them to myself, it's a whole different ballgame. Some of you might have uh, issues around the word prayer or God. Anybody here like me? I started, you know, this is all pretty new to me in the grand scheme of things. I've been in unity about three years. And before that, I had really no religious background, but I had a lot of baggage around God, the word God and prayer. I was like, ooh, I don't get it. It's weird. Don't talk to me about that stuff. But then, through my little mini evolution of myself, I started to realize these are just words. Again, they're just words. I can use my database that I have, I can put whatever words I need to in there, and if somebody says God, whatever it means to them, it doesn't matter. God to me means everything that I want it to mean. I I started to come up with a saying that if you don't like the word God, just add another another O to it and call it good. (laughs) Where's my drummer when I need it, right? It's all just a word, and you can assign the meanings that you want to those words in your head, the meaning of God, right? It's just a word. Let's talk about how we talk to other people now, how our words work and affect other people. I've got a little video we're going to share with you uh, to start this one off here. Hope it's working. We had some technical difficulties this morning. Choose your next words carefully, and they may be your last as king. Spoiler alert, did you guys, I know some of you might have seen that one, but it doesn't end well for either one of them. <laughs> it doesn't, and I, I have to admit, I, uh, one of the things I haven't shared with a lot of people, but I used to, action movies, this used to be one of my favorite movies, but in the last three years ago, I actually made a, a commitment to swear off all violent movies, all negative influence that I didn't have to put up with, as words coming into my soul, so I no longer watch these. So I don't suggest going and watching the movie because he didn't end up using kind and loving words, and of course, everybody died, right? But what he did do right was he paused, and he reflected, he thought about his next words before he spoke. Do you know that a two-second pause in your conversation with somebody, if you're in an interesting conversation, putting a two-second pause before you respond can increase the perceived quality of your conversation by about tenfold. Why does it do that? Because when you pause and you're talking to somebody and that person says whatever, you pause, you can hear them, you can understand what they're saying, you can formulate a better response, to them. And more importantly, they feel heard. Right? You might want to try this and see. They feel heard. And that's one of the most powerful things you can do for someone is to make them feel heard. Okay? Um, I'm going to do a little practice thing with you guys. I want you guys to turn to somebody. You're going to pair up. Doesn't matter who. Know them or not. Just turn to somebody. Come on. Turn to somebody. And one of you, raise your hand. You're going to be person A. Raise your hand, person A. Okay. So the other person who didn't raise their hand, you're going to you're going to go. <laughs> and what I want you to do is just to look at this person. No words. Shh. We don't have words yet. Without any words, just look at this person and think of something in your head, nice that you could say about them. It could be what they're wearing, the way they look, their smile, their energy. If you know them, you could say something about their personality. Don't say anything. Just think it and look at them. Just think of them. Think of something nice and look at them. Even if you don't know them, you can always come up with something nice to say. All right. Now look back this way. Now. That probably still felt pretty good, right? Like I heard a couple little giggles. I saw some smiles. Like that energy felt pretty good. Like, oh, somebody's thinking something nice. I'm like, All right. Now I want you to turn back, pause for a moment, and think about what is a really nice way you can tell them. And tell them. Tell the same person what you were thinking about them. All right, so, I hate to disturb this loving thing we've got going on here, but didn't that feel a little better, to hear the words, even from a total stranger, if it was a stranger, It felt so much better, so much more powerful to hear the words than just have them thought about you. So how often do you think that you could be saying something that you didn't? Sharing a little bit of love with somebody, even if it's a total stranger or canine, you can (laughs) say loving things to the canines too. It's so much different when you say those words, when you let them out, right? All right, I have a little quote here. This is from one of my, one of my favorite people next to my mom, of course, is Mother Teresa. (laughs) And Mother Teresa, I've always had a little thing for her, I don't know what, she's just amazing. But kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Is that not true? Just a few simple shorts, kind words go on and on forever. It's kind of amazing. So, if you don't believe Mother Teresa, like, who's not going to listen to her, right? You need some science. Here's some science. Placebo. You guys know all about the placebo. We've talked about this. The placebo effect. For you younger ones, or Rachel, who's kind of immature here, you don't know some of these things. (laughs) The placebo is scientific proof that we can say bad stuff about somebody and they will either get sick or they'll get well. We can say good stuff or bad stuff. It is scientific proof. Drug companies use this to test their drugs against something called the placebo effect, meaning that I can give you a sugar pill and tell you you're going to get better, and 20% of people do. The words can change your body chemistry. It's absolutely scientifically proven. And the opposite, nocebo, some people haven't heard of nocebo, is the opposite, where they'll give you a, a drug fake drug, you know, sugar pill, and say, this may have side effects. You're going to poop your pants, and you're gonna be going to go crazy and all this stuff. But it may help your whatever it is that you've got problems with. And you're, it's going to happen to you. 20% of the time, people get these side effects even though they took a sugar pill. The power of words. It's crazy, right? So, your words... Uh, Are you? You are your words. Are they loving and kind? They matter. Now, if you would, everybody close your eyes. If you're comfortable, if not, stare at me, it's all right. Your words are you. You are your words. Are they loving and kind? Your words matter. Now, with your eyes closed, did you notice there's a different effect? Do you notice that you hear the words a little differently? They might have more meaning to you with your eyes closed. Closing your eyes to listen is one of the most powerful tools we have, whether it's listening to a podcast or something that's inspirational, listening to music. You can open your eyes now. In conversation, it's not really a great idea to close your eyes because people kind of think you're weird, like this person's falling asleep while I'm talking to them. This is awkward. So in conversation, we have body language, we have eye contact, all of that matters, right? But whenever you're not in eye contact, I'm on a phone, I'm actually closing my eyes during phone calls unless I'm driving, of course, (laughs) because I feel like I can be present. I can feel like I picture that person in my head as I'm talking to them and I hear them. 10 times better than if I'm trying to talk and do 100 different things at the same time. Alright? That really matters. I want to share this, this little story with you guys. When I was um, in California about a year ago with my family, well, my son and my wife, I'm not sure where I was, but we went down to visit some colleges in San Francisco area, and we stayed overnight down there, and that night before we were going to the college, I had a dream, and it was this bizarre dream where I was sitting at a coffee table with a laptop computer in front of me and my wife was on the other side, and I'm sitting there and I looked up at her and she's talking to me and I said, I see you. And she kept talking and I said, I see you. And she kept talking and I said, I see you. And that's all I would say. I'm just saying, I see you, I see you, I see you. And I woke up in the morning, I'm like, what was that all about? That was weird. And... And I told Claire and Nico about it, and Nico had his girlfriend, and we all were driving to the college, so I told them about my dream in the car, and they're laughing and making jokes like, I see you, I see you, you know. <laughs> we're, we're laughing it up, so we go to the college, and we do the, the tour and all that, and we're walking into the cafeteria, and as we're walking in, I look, and something catches my eye out of the bulletin board on the side. I turn and look, and there's a poster smack in the middle of the bulletin board that has a laptop computer, two hearts on either side that say, I see you, I see you, in the heart, and I just went, got chilled, and I'm like, and I told Nico, and everybody, I'm like, <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's weird, <laughs> you know, they're, they're all, oh, freaky dad, and so that was, it became like a theme for me after that, I was like, okay, obviously, spirit's trying to give me a message here, with this I see you thing, so I started to pay attention. And over the course of the year, I started to realize this powerful thing, I see you, is about hearing the words that people say. And more importantly than hearing the words that they're saying is sometimes ignoring the words and seeing them. The divine in each person, no matter what they're saying, sometimes their words are not in alignment with who they are, but I can see them. I can see the divine in you, even if you're telling me my shirt is loud and obnoxious. Thank you, I love you. (laughs) You know, it's okay. And that becomes a really super powerful thing that we can see through that. See through the words sometimes that we don't see as representative of who they really are. So, after this experience with I See You... This is not too long ago, maybe a couple of months ago. I woke up in the morning again, and I had this urge. And after I took care of that one, I had this urge. And it could have been a dream, but I don't remember the dream. But anyway, the urge was, find a book about compassionate listening. I was like, all right. So, of course, we go to Amazon and start compassionate listening. And the first book that pops up, big, bold letters. I'm not kidding. First book that pops up, I hear you. So I'm like, all right, another message I need to follow. Bing, order that book, download it, start reading it. And I've come to find out it's a great little simple reading book that's so direct and powerful about compassionate listening. And compassionate listening, those of you who have been to couples therapy before, (laughs) you know they teach you how to listen, right? Like, repeat back what you just heard. You said that I'm a piece of... Yes, you are a piece of, eh, and you don't know. Okay, right, that's rote repeating. That doesn't really work, in my opinion. And listening is not just sitting there quiet while somebody talks to you, but compassionate listening is to, to understand the feeling behind what they're trying to convey. To understand the feeling and then to empathize with that feeling in some sort of affirmation. You're affirming that their feelings are valid. And the cool thing, especially for couples here, uh, is that you don't have to agree with them to affirm their feelings. You just have to say, your feelings are valid, and I get it. Totally wrong, but I get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't say totally wrong. That's that's a little my edit. But the whole idea is that these words of affirmation became so powerful. I see you, and I hear you. To me, just all of a sudden opened up a whole world of communication with my family, my friends, everything else. And it's all based on how we use our words. Right? Our words are powerful. I have a... I want to share with you the most powerful words that were said to me recently. Um, About three years ago when I was going through a really tough time. I was depressed and I started to see Reverend Jane for some therapy. And at the conclusion of our several sessions quite a few sessions i really was starting to feel a lot better and she, i was sitting with her i remember and this was like one of our last sessions she said kevin how are you feeling and i said i'm actually feeling really good you know but um i don't know i i'm kind of feeling like it's not going to last you know maybe it's just all in my head that i'm better and she kind of laughed and goes Well, of course, it's all in your head. (laughs) Of course, it's all in my head. And for some reason, boom, like a two-by-four hit me. It is all in my head. I have control with my words and my thoughts. I can control everything in my life. I can turn my life around. I can get out of this depression. I can see love where I didn't see love before. This completely changed my world to know that I was in control with my words and my thoughts. Our thoughts are powerful, friends. Our thoughts are immeasurably powerful. Sometimes I think of thoughts like our footprints in the sand of our legacy. Every word you say counts, just like in Scrabble. outlive us. So I encourage you to play your highest scoring words first, which are, I see you, I hear you, and I love you. Thank you.